friends, common sensors, podcast consumers, people randomly finding this out on the internet. Welcome to episode 73 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, coming at you with a brand new episode tonight. If you're an avid listener, you noticed we were off last week. I'm going to get into a little bit of that. Uh, but we do have a very, 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 very mediocre, exciting, mediocre episode for you tonight. The usual ranting, all that good stuff. So stick around. If you're only listening to the audio, you have this cool little pause button. You can pause whenever you want, but make sure you are checking us out. Uh, let's kick things off. Kick off episode 73 with our usual social plugs. You can, of course, find us on Facebook. We're still on Facebook. We're actually broadcasting live on Facebook right now. Uh, head on over to Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. We are, of course, on Twitter because who isn't on Twitter unless you're a bigoted son of a bitch and you've been kicked off the platform. Everyone's on Twitter, so we are there, of course, as well. You can find us there at tell the wall pod. That's right, at tell the wall pod. Find us, follow, get all your doses of common sense between episodes. And if you are so inclined, which you should be, follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. That's right, at Magic Muppet. Not going to explain that one. If you don't know, go back and listen to some episodes and figure out where that exact name comes from. Of course, you can probably just search Sean O'Rourke. Make sure you're finding the right one, because uh, despite the fact that I say the one and only Sean O'Rourke, there are many, many, many of us out there, uh, but none of them are your favorite podcast host like myself. Uh, we are also, of course, on YouTube because, again, who isn't on YouTube? Everybody and their mother's on YouTube. Uh, probably not your mother, but everyone else is on YouTube. Head on over to YouTube, youtube.com. Search Go Tell It to the Wall. You're going to find our channel there. Subscribe. Watch the videos. Like the videos. Dislike the videos. We're getting a lot of dislikes lately on a couple of those things. We've angered some fans of other channels, but that's okay because they're still watching Still giving us clicks, still giving us views, uh, and really that's that's kind of all I care about to an extent, you know. I don't want to really offend people, but the people that are upset really shouldn't be offended in the way that they are. Uh, and most importantly, all-encompassing of those things, in fact, it will link you directly to those things I just mentioned, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. SeanO'RourkeLive.com. I'm not going to spell O'Rourke for you. We got Cousin Beto down there in Texas. If you don't know how to spell O'Rourke by now, you are completely out of touch. Because even if you hate the dude, you've seen his name everywhere. Uh, and we're, of course, supporting Cousin Beto as much as possible. So head on over to com. That's going to take you to all those things I just mentioned as well as some pictures you're not going to find anywhere else. Uh, I would like to say videos you're not going to find anywhere else, but all the videos are also up on YouTube. Uh, and our blog posts, which is important. So go on, head on over to com and check that out. And... Also important so that we can continue doing the show. If you would like to support us financially, uh, you can find links to our Patreon and our Indiegogo campaign right there on SeanOrourkeLive.com. Uh, so help us out. Support us financially if you are so inclined. Uh, and, and really, every every little bit makes a difference. We have uh, quite a few patrons. Uh, we've had a lot of support on the Indiegogo campaign. But the more, the better. And then because of support... Because of the support from listeners like you, we're able to to do things and, and to continue doing this. Not only continue doing this, but explore new options, new formats, and all that good stuff. So 
Click on the Patreon link. Click on the Indiegogo campaign link. Help us out financially. Every little bit is appreciated. And if you support us enough financially, you can actually get your name right up here in the studio. For those of you on the live feed, you can see we've got names up here in the studio. Those are our, our very, our, our larger contributors uh, to, to the podcast uh, through Indiegogo that have gotten their name literally up on the studio wall. Uh, so, so please, please do so if you're so inclined and you have the means. Uh, I mentioned top of the show. We missed a week last week. Had to push back episode 73 by one week. I mentioned a scheduling conflict. This happens, I don't want to say quite a bit, but it's happened quite a bit over the almost two years of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Uh, and <laughs> last week, the scheduling conflict was I was actually on an airplane at the exact time that I should have been recording this and going live uh, this previous Thursday. I was heading out there to Bristol, Connecticut. That's right. My wife is from Bristol, Connecticut. Headed out there for kind of a mini pseudo family reunion that was going on in Bristol, uh, partially celebrating uh, my wife's 95-year-old grandmother, uh, celebrating a bunch of anniversaries that happened to be taking place in October for a bunch of her relatives, my relatives as well, uh, and actually got to celebrate the engagement of my brother-in-law and now my officially soon-to-be sister-in-law, uh, despite the fact that I call, have been calling her my sister, sister-in-law uh, for years now. <laughs> it's kind of, but now now it's official. Uh, so just whirlwind of excitement out there in Bristol. I am back now. I'm still recovering from that trip. Just got back a couple days ago. Just just madness out there in Bristol. Uh, so I'll have some, I'll have some funny funny stories for you, I guess, as, as we go throughout the podcast. Uh, that first one being... Just watching an engagement like happen right in front of me. Not something that happens all the time. Uh, but congratulations to my brother-in-law uh, and his soon-to-be wife, my soon-to-be official, uh, soon-to-be official uh, sister-in-law. Who and what's going to happen? I, I this is what happened to me when I first got engaged years ago. Is you, you get about a week reprieve, and then everyone asks, starts asking you when you're getting married. Yes, that's how that works, uh, and you have to just kind of deflect all of those. You're like, ah, okay, I get it. That's enough. That's enough. Uh, but Bristol, I'm a big fan of Bristol. It's a nice place to visit. It's 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 very small town, uh, but it has its perks. And of course, myself being a big Boston fan, Boston sports fan, uh, it is in New England, and there are very many Boston. Fans out there, Red Sox, Bruins, of course, the New England Patriots, and Celtics, I guess. I don't follow the Celtics, so I don't pay much attention. Uh, so I headed out there, got myself some new gear as I was in New England because uh, that's what you do when you're in the town. You know, I can find Dodgers and Lakers gear all over the place here in Los Angeles. Not a lot of Red Sox and Bruins gear going on, uh, particularly in Southern California. Uh, and one funny thing about that, I was going to put this in sports, but one funny thing about that, those of you that know me well, uh, and, and as I just mentioned, I'm a huge New England sports fan, Boston sports fan. And the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl last year, lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. And as I was out shopping in Bristol, Connecticut, picking up some, some new t-shirts and stuff for myself, I came across a Super Bowl champion shirt from this previous Super Bowl. And of course the Patriots didn't win that Super Bowl, but I earned myself some brownie points as a son-in-law by purchasing my father-in-law a Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champion t-shirt. And it was funny because I was getting, I got a funny look from the guy behind the counter as I'm buying a Boston Bruins t-shirt at the same time that I'm buying a Philadelphia Eagles t-shirt. And I had to explain to him, uh, yes, it's for my father-in-law. He's from Philly. Uh, got to get him a shirt. Let's earn some points here. Uh, and he was very excited with his shirt. 
So that's what was going on last week. Had some fun, lots of craziness, lots of family. Uh, went out there with my almost two-year-old. My, my daughter is a month and a few days away from being a two-year-old, and uh, everyone, of course, just fawned over her and went crazy. That's what happens when you have an extremely cute child, extremely cu- cute toddler. Uh, everyone just, just goes crazy, just goes crazy. If you have an ugly child, I don't know what happens. I'm just kidding. There's no such thing as an ugly child. They are all very, very, very cute. Uh, next week, next week, oh my gosh. Next week, we have a very, very, very special episode coming your way. That would be the two-year anniversary special for Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. Believe it or not, this podcast, the very, 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 very first episode of this podcast, which isn't even episode one it's actually episode zero, was posted on October 7th, 2016, and therefore next week we will do the official second anniversary show. We'll have some fun with it. We will kind of rehash some stories that we've talked about over the past two years. So look forward to that because we're going to have some serious fun with it. Uh, I'm going to be getting some feedback from from our big supporters, uh, definitely our producers, Chris and Bridget Hassong, uh, we'll, we'll have some sound bites from them, or at least some quotes from them, and like I said, just, just kind of reflecting on the past two years, because it's been quite a whirlwind of two years, uh, and this we're going to have some fun with it, so make sure you're around, make sure you get on that live feed, especially next week, because we are going to have just, just ridiculous fun, and if you remember, we did a one-year anniversary special <laughs> last year, yeah, obviously last year, uh, and had a lot of fun with it. We had some bloopers from it, as a matter of fact, uh, but but we're just going to get into that, have some fun, look back on the past two years, and of course still have our usual ranting and raving that we always have on every episode because that's just part of what Go Tell It's a Wall podcast is. Common sense, ranting, having fun, drinking beer, that's what we do. And me yelling at a wall. It's always me yelling at a wall, you know, Go Tell It's a Wall, yeah. <laughs> if you hadn't figured that one out yet... Now you know. The more you know, right? Mm-hmm. NBC promo. Uh, and, of course, before I forget, beer this week. Beer this week is a tasty little brew from Three Weavers Brewery. Three Weavers Brewery, if you haven't heard of them, they are actually a local brewery here out of Englewood, California. Craft brewery, independent craft brewery. Uh, they've really been picking up steam the past couple of years. Very, very, very popular here in, Lo- in the Los Angeles area. I've had quite a few of their brews uh, and have never been disappointed by a Three Weavers beer. And this one that we have tonight is actually the Seafarer. Seafarer, say that five times fast. Uh, and it is a Kolsch-style ale. That's right, a Kolsch-style ale. Uh, so they have some German Pilsner hops in here, along with some other hops mixed in to give it a little bit more of an ale taste. Uh, but it definitely has a Kolsch taste to it. Definitely a warm day beer i say that now that we're getting into october and it's the fall uh but we won't you know we don't have things like pumpkin beers on here so we just have cool style ales uh from three weavers highly recommend it if if you're into tasty beers this is not like your typical pale ales that i tend to have on the podcast or your ipas it's just a tasty full flavored beer that's not too too heavy definitely very drinkable check them out three weavers seafarer Kolsch, Kolsch. gosh i can't even say Kolsch right Kolsch style ale Ale, blah, blah, ale, Kolsch style, let's try that again, Three Weavers Seafarer, Kolsch style ale, check them out out of Inglewood, California, I'm enjoying it, and I always enjoy when breweries put some put some uh, creativity into their cans, and, and Seafarer, they actually have the, the little blue pull tab here, they have different colored tabs, uh, depending on what the particular beer is, and, and nice nice kind of can art here, it's, it's 
I guess that's Ocean Waves. I don't know. Seafarer. It's good. Check them out. All right, let's get into the meat of things here. Oh, social. Social trends. Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. We all know what happened yesterday. If you didn't get the alert, you're one of the lucky ones. Uh, and that would be the presidential alert. So, of course, one of the trends going around social platforms right now, still happening, started yesterday, would be hashtag presidential alert. I'm not even going to, to like, I don't even, I'm not even going to read through some of these funny ones. There's a lot of funny stuff out there. I even posted specifically about the presidential alert. And for me personally, what happened was I'd actually just gotten home from the grocery store. I'm um, giving my, my daughter a snack uh, before she's going to go down for nap time, and my phone starts going crazy. And it's funny because I wasn't even thinking about it, and immediately I thought Amber Alert. So I go to look at it. I'm like, all right, let me be aware. And it's, oh, I see what's happening here. And as I calm myself down from that, which took me a good 5, 10 minutes. Hey, Jen, good to see you. Uh, which took me a good 5, 10 minutes. Calm down. <laughs> and then, like, right on cue, my Google Home starts giving out the presidential alert. It was just—it was coming at me from all sides, all sides. Uh, fortunately and unfortunately, because I would have liked to be in a public area where I saw reactions from people. In fact, one of my good friends from high school happened to be in the cafe. He works at uh, SDSU, San Diego State University. Happened to be in the cafeteria at SDSU down there in San Diego, and he said it was just madness. Everyone's like, "Oh my, what? Is, what the hell?" Uh, and so I. I Part of me was like, man, I wish I had still been at the grocery store when that happened. Uh, but then also part of me was happy that I didn't. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that, Jen. P post the info on there because I don't have all the info right in front of me. Uh, my our, our producer, Jen, is, is feeding me information right now on the live feed. Uh, so I know there was a lot of hilarity with that. A lot of people had fun with it using Photoshop and the likes, you know. So it's out there. Hashtag presidential alert if you didn't get it. I, I don't know. Dear leaders not watching you closely enough. Who knows what it is? I, I don't know. I uh, I uh, had a, another friend from, from film school. Her husband had gotten it, and she had not gotten it, and that just turned into a funny, funny but not funny uh, Handmaid's Tale, you know, of course, because only the male in, in the relationship should be getting uh, should be getting those alerts, apparently, which is, is very uh, Handmaid's Tale. So uh, look forward to more of those presidential alerts, and I, I will give you one. You know, somebody did say on Twitter, well, if the Orange Menace gets kicked off Twitter, at least he can still text message everyone, which is pretty much what happened yesterday. And I'm just hoping to God the Orange Menace doesn't, like, get full control of this because he'll just he'll start alerting us to nothing and then start alerting us to, like, ridiculous stuff uh, because, really, everything that comes out of his mouth is completely ridiculous, completely ridiculous. Uh, moving along, today, today, October 4th, 2018, is actually hashtag National Taco Day. That's right, hashtag National Taco Day. Uh, and you know what that means. You should be eating your tacos. Personally, I didn't have any tacos today. I, it's pretty much a failure on my part. But a lot of people have been having fun on the social platforms with hashtag uh, National Taco Day. I will say one thing. Uh, is uh, Taco Bell, of course, got all over this and started tweeting from their official account all of the junk, National Taco Day. And I was a little bit irritated because I was like, I saw it at first and I was like, Taco Bell is not allowed to tweet about National Taco Day. And then I was pleasantly surprised as I looked through the comments and it was mostly people saying, uh, and I believe Taco Bell had said, how are you going to celebrate National Taco Day? And most people were like, by having a real taco, not that stuff that you guys serve. 
And because let's get one thing straight here. Taco Bell, even if you like Taco Bell, I'm not going to hate on you for liking Taco Bell. It's not tacos. It's not Mexican food. It's just not. I learned a little while ago to just not even attempt to try Mexican food outside of Southern California. I learned my lesson way too many times. And in fact, I want to share a story with you. A few years ago, I believe it was like 2012. Uh, Jen, I can't see the messages uh, while I'm doing it, but just I'll, I'll plug it a little bit uh, later in the show. Uh, I was in Texas for a wedding. I believe it was 2012. Ha, yeah, it had to be 2012. And I ended up in a car. You know, it's a family wedding. I ended up in a car with some people that were, were from Texas. I don't know if any of them were actually my... I can't remember. You know, everyone's getting shuttled around everywhere to go to wedding events and stuff. And I'd seen these... And forgive me, I can't remember the exact name of it, but I'd seen all these taco places around town. And I kept going, ah, what is that? Ta you know, let's... Taco for just... For description, Taco King. It's like, oh, what is it? Taco King, Taco King, Taco King. And as I'm riding in this car with some people from Texas, I was like, yeah, no, what's what's the deal with Taco King? Is, is it, you know, is it good Mexican place? Or, you know, I've seen a lot of them. And a couple people in the car said, oh, yeah, it's really good, real good Mexican food. You know, good good tacos and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, because I've, I've seen them everywhere. And it seems like a chain. I thought maybe it was like Taco Bell. And I kid you not, the people that had just told me this is really good tacos said, oh, yeah, no, it's totally like Taco Bell. And I just went, okay, this is why you don't eat Mexican food outside of South, of, uh, of Southern California. <laughs> because a lot of people think that, uh, that places like Taco Bell is good Mexican food. And it is not, my friends. If you eat Taco Bell and think that's good Mexican food, nothing wrong with eating it. Especially if you had a little too much to drink or whatever. I mean, I haven't had Taco Bell in years. But if you had a little too much to drink, you need some grease, that's fine. But don't go around calling it Mexican food. Please, please just don't go around calling it Mexican food. I am, of course, spoiled because I pretty much grew up in Southern California. I was actually talking about uh, talking about that uh, with some people back in Bristol. There's not a lot of places open late at night, and and I was talking about how spoiled I was in San Diego because you could always find a 24-hour taco stand that was just fantastic. Uh, shout out to Alberto's there in Poway, which no longer exists, but uh, California burritos from Alberto's, some of my absolute favorite favorite foods to eat, uh, and and I was just spoiled like that, always having good Mexican food. In addition. To today being hashtag National Taco Day, it is also hashtag National Vodka Day. I feel like whatever person that schedules all of these days kind of dropped the ball here uh, because it probably should have been National Tequila Day, National Margarita Day, like something that goes with tacos. I'm sure you can drink vodka with tacos. I'm not a big vodka drinker myself, <laughs> despite the fact that I'm very, very, very Polish. I I'm not a vodka drinker myself. I like my whiskey if I'm drinking liquor. I like my beer. I like my whiskey. I like my bourbon. So I Somebody dropped the ball here. It doesn't, they, they, those don't mix, uh, but nonetheless, if you're a vodka fan, today is hashtag National Vodka Day, enjoy your vodka, and I will say, somebody on Twitter posted this one, and uh, it's actually a picture of a glass of orange juice, a half-filled glass of orange juice, and it says, pessimist, half-empty, optimist, half-full, me, yay, there's room for vodka. There is room for vodka, that's right, Jen, uh, maybe this is a Vladimir Putin He's, you know, he was because we know Orange Menace hates Mexicans. We like, and he's good friends with Vladimir Putin. So Vladimir Putin probably hates Mexicans, and that's why he had to insert National Vodka Day at the same in the same day as uh, National Taco Day. Personally, I would rather have a pile of tacos than a bottle of vodka. And nothing wrong with vodka if you enjoy vodka. There's so much of that. Nothing wrong with that if you do. You know what? It's my podcast. I don't like vodka. We're done talking about vodka. Uh, moving along, I got one more here. One more of these social trends going on right now. Hashtag 
odd things to ask a vampire. That's right. So think about it. Hashtag odd things to ask a vampire. There's all kinds of fun you can have with this, but there's a couple that I enjoyed myself. And one of those would be uh, hashtag odd things to ask a vampire. Ever try going vegan? That's right. Uh, another one, hashtag odd things to ask a vampire. Are you aware you suck? I think vampires are aware they suck. And my absolute favorite on this one, uh, and this one's from at Will. I can't even read the damn Twitter name. I try to do this. I try to read the actual names, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. But vodka, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, uh, I try to read the actual names. I can't get this one. But this one, I, I just, I really enjoyed. Hashtag odd things to ask a vampire. Where do you stand in regards to the whole pineapple on pizza debate? That's right. Hashtag things to ask a vampire. I don't know what I would ask a vampire. I'd probably be running away. I have, uh, I, I had a healthy fear of vampires when I was a child. You know, unless, uh, maybe if it's Kate Beckinsale from, uh, from the, from the, those movies. Under, the Underworld movies. God, Where's Chris? Chris would have saved me on that one. Uh, then m maybe I'm not running away because, you know, Kate Beckinsale. Outside of that, I'm probably running away from uh, vampires, including Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, that's like, you got to watch out for that dude. A little deep cut there. It's not even really a deep cut. Everyone knows what Lost Boys is, right? Maybe if you're young. But if you don't, if you haven't seen Lost Boys, man, it's a good vampire movie. Go check it out, especially if you love 80s cheesiness uh, and the two Corys. Who doesn't love the two Corys back in the 80s? You, you don't really have to love them now. They're... One of them's gone, unfortunately. Uh, rest in peace. But, you you know, even when he was still here, he didn't have to love the two Corys uh, after the 80s ended. Didn't have to do it. All right, let's move on to some TV, film, and books. It's kind of light this week. I don't have a lot of TV, film, books going on. I don't know why. I don't have a good reason. But we're, we're going to talk about the few things we got anyway. Uh, some, this one was important to me, near and dear to my heart. I'm exaggerating that, of course. We got some news out of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know that show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, actually got canceled briefly at the end of the last television season, got canceled by Fox, and then was picked up by NBC and is coming back this season. It's not officially back yet. I keep watching my Hulu. I'm like, when is Brooklyn Nine-Nine coming back? It's, it hasn't come back yet, but it is coming back. We did, however, get some sad news out of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Hey, Chris. Uh on-air producer and stats and information person Chris Hassong has now joined us to save me on those silly things when I can't remember Kate Beckinsale movies called Underworld. Uh, nonetheless, we did get some sad news out of the Brooklyn Nine-Nine television show. Chelsea Peretti. Chelsea Peretti is going to be leaving the show. That's right. She's going to be leaving the show. Um, unfortunately, now for me personally, if you don't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Chelsea Peretti is... Possibly my favorite character on the show. Inarguably, she's a top three character on the show. Top three character by far. If you want to argue that with me, that's fine. I'll tell you to go yell at a wall much like I do. Uh, but definitely a top three character. Possibly my favorite character on the show. She is going to be leaving at some point during this season. She's going to be leaving. We didn't get an actual reason why, but who knows? I mean, she might have other projects and everything else, so we don't know that for sure. There is some good news out of this is that news would be that she will be coming back occasionally as a guest star. She's just not going to be a full-fledged cast member on every episode like she has been in the past. Although, uh, last season or the season before, whichever one it was, she was actually pregnant, and they wrote in the pregnancy to the show, and she wasn't on every episode anyway. 
and she was on maternity leave. Uh, and, and so we didn't get her all the time, uh, but we're going to get her less or about that same amount that we did when she was on maternity leave now. Uh, and I, this got me wondering, is this because it, this happens a lot of times with shows when they change networks this ha- years ago with Scrubs. Scrubs has happened and then changed networks. They tried to revive it. Uh, Zach Braff actually left the show was, was only guest starring on some episodes throughout that season. And, uh, unfortunately it didn't survive. And this could be the beginning of the end for Brooklyn nine, nine. Um, Jen repost that put it in the message things. Cause I'll get it at the end of TV film and books. And I'll give that plug. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's one of my favorite shows on television right now. I always catch it on Hulu. Uh, and and cr- maybe Chris will have some insight on that. I'll, I'll talk to Chris, who is much more connected in the television industry than myself. Uh, more news. More film news. For those of you that are Marvel fans, MCU fans, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm, I'm a casual Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. I actually st- I still haven't seen uh, Infinity Wars, Avengers Infinity Wars. And it's funny, it was actually on the airplane as I was flying out to, uh, flying out to well, flying to Detroit to then connect to Bristol. Uh, and because I have a toddler, I can't, like, I just I can't sit there and watch a movie. But I was like, ah, oh, God, I could watch Infinity. Didn't actually get around to watching it. But I will at some point here. So I haven't seen that one. We did get some news out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, specifically to the Avengers, and more specifically to Captain America. Uh, you might have heard in the news recently, Chris Evans, who plays Captain America in all of the Avengers movies and in, in the MCU, you know, Captain America movies and all the whatever other movies he's been in, they just throw all the Marvel characters in all the different movies. It's kind of a thing they do. It makes sense. Uh, is actually done playing Captain America. He, he rapped shooting on Avengers 4 as of today. I believe it was as of today. We don't know for sure, but he tweeted out today that he is officially done playing Captain America. Uh, And of course, he got an outpouring of support from fans who really enjoy seeing him play Captain America. And like I said, I'm more of a casual Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, casual Marvel Cinematic Universe fan uh, outside of Deadpool, which is obviously like, you know, I mean, (laughs) we got we got Deadpool here. We got Deadpool up there. I mean, that's different. I, you know, but all the rest, I'm more of a casual fan. However, I was a fan of Chris Evans. I think he did a good job. Uh, and even Ryan Reynolds, speaking of Deadpool, uh, tweeted his support for Chris Evans and uh, and the sadness of him leaving, which is a big thing. We don't know about the future of Captain America just yet. We don't know if he's going to be coming back, if another character is going to play him. I did a little bit of research today. Chris might be able to back me up on this because he's a little more knowledgeable on on Mar- all things Marvel and comic booky. Uh, that apparently in the comic books, at times, the original Captain the Cap- the original Captain America did leave, and other guys like stepped in for him. If you understand comic books, that kind of makes sense. I, I I don't fully understand comic books, but depending on you know different series of comics, other characters actually put on like the Captain America costume and the shield and everything else. Uh, specifically, um, uh, gosh, the Winter Soldier, who's Bucky in the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, has has actually played has actually gone through as Captain America in the comic books, uh, as well as the the character played by Anthony Mackie, I believe he's called Falcon or something like that. Chris is going to hit me up with that on the live feed momentarily, and I will give you that exact thing. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Obviously, it's a cash cow for uh, Disney and for Marvel, so they're not going to be abandoning it. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, who knows? Who knows? I don't follow it closely enough, but I did find that interesting. Chris Evans is just just a well-liked star, uh, well-liked star, and uh, and I know he's going to be missed in that. Uh, yes, I was right with Falcon. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, they are Captain America's. 
you can do those different things. I I know that happens. Like there's a whole Nightwing thing with 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 Batman and Robin and all that, and that's hard to to keep up with all of those things. I I nothing against comic books. I've just never been a big comic book reader. I read X Men uh, in the early '90s when when X Men kind of had a resurgence and was real popular. But outside of that, I I'm just not even that well aware of comics, including Deadpool. I am a Deadpool fan because of the movies and because I have a little bit of a man crush on Ryan Reynolds and the movies are absolutely fantastic. Uh, but outside of that, not, my comic book knowledge is, is very, very minimal. It's really what I learned from like friends of mine that happen to be uh, comic book readers and comic book geeks and, and fully aware of all the different aspects of all those things. Uh, a little more television news here. Uh, I don't know if I could officially call this television. Jen, I know you can't post photos, but just uh, give me the name of the thing and the location and, and we'll plug that. Uh, we're going to plug an actual event here uh, shortly as soon as as soon as producer Jen can get on here and 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 give me that info. It's it's I know it's up there. I just I can't scroll through because I got too much going on here in the studio. Uh, so a little more television news: the live action Star Wars TV show. I mentioned this a while ago when it was first announced. It's being being headed by the great John Favreau, who I am personally a big fan of. Uh, has always done great work. It's it's headed up by him. I believe he's officially a showrunner in there, but definitely the executive producer. We've gotten some more information. In fact, today or yesterday, John Favreau tweeted out some information on the Star Wars television show that is in development. The official title, the official titer, title for the to- Star Wars television show is The Mandalorian. That's right, The Mandalorian. And let me give you this is this is a direct quote from John Favreau's tweet, and I quote: "After the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic." For those of you just casually aware of the the Star Wars universe here. Uh, this That's essentially the fall of the Empire is is the end of the original trilogy after uh, Return of the Jedi and right before everything that's coming out right now, uh, you know, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi and, and that, that trilogy that's going to be ending uh, here with the third official movie that ends that actual trilogy. Doesn't mean the Star Wars movies are ending by any means. Disney and their cash cows uh, but that's going to end that trilogy that will be like the third official trilogy in the Star Wars universe. Uh, so look forward to that. Personally, we know where that's going, right? You know where they're putting it. Disney's going to put it on their official, official, yet-to-be-named streaming network that is supposed to compete with Netflix and the likes. Uh, so personally, I won't see it. The rest of you can let me know how it is because I'm not paying Disney uh, for... for uh, not paying Disney for for an extra streaming service, uh, and producer Jen, who is it wants me to plug, is it's boobs and blood. There's an event boobs and blood, uh, that's going to be happening here in Burbank. I will give you the exact location of that once Jen can can pop it up in the feed here again, uh, and that's an event, a comedy and cosplay event that will be taking place in Burbank. We'll get you that exact location for those of you that want to go out and and check that out. Boobs and blood. I don't, again, I don't think it's super horrified, like hor- horrified, horrorified, like a horror film, uh, but more of a comedy cosplay thing. Uh, and and we'll go ahead and share some of that info for for the wall fans, common sensors that might be interested in checking that out. Uh, let's move on to some tech. Oh, North Hollywood, not Burbank. I confuse them. Once you go west of the five, I'm like, ah, 
not in Kansas anymore. I, I like being east of the five. I like, you know, northeast L.A., downtown Los Angeles. That's kind of where I hang out. Uh, so in North Hollywood, Boobs and Blood, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a film festival that's going on. Uh, in North Hollywood. We'll share some of that info on our social platforms as well to get everyone out there and aware of it and that good stuff. Uh, and, and that's, uh, I believe, one of our producers, Jen, is actually working on that. Uh, oh, and there's Japanese erotica that's going to be going on. <laughs> you know you need some more Japanese erotica in your life. Who doesn't? Who doesn't need more Japanese erotica in their life? I probably don't, but, uh, but I know many of you out there actually probably do. Uh, tech, let's move on to some tech. Ooh, Microsoft, they had an event recently. Oh, Microsoft. I like me some Microsoft personally. I just do. Everything we do is actually, like right now, we're recording on a Microsoft uh, Surface Pro. They had a little event and announced some new products that are going to be coming out. Uh, a couple of those products include the Surface Pro 6. So if you're in the market for a new computer, a new Surface, the Surface Pro 6 is going to be dropping very soon. That's probably going to be my next device. Uh, I'm not going to be getting it right away, but I have a feeling that'll be my specific next device uh, that'll, that'll be picking up. Uh, also, Surface Laptop 2. That Surface Laptop's real popular. I actually have a couple friends that have picked one of those up and really, really enjoy it. Uh, as well, and the stu Surface Studio 2, which is the, you know, if really, unless you have a large office or run a, run a small business, uh, this is not something you're in the market for. It's, it's the large Surface that, like, goes on a wall and you use it for conferences, you know, uh, meetings and conferences and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so really not something everyone needs. Another thing they announced, however, Microsoft announced, uh, is some new headphones. New headphones from Microsoft that are coming out. Uh, they're going to run you $350. $350 for these headphones. We haven't really gotten a lot of reviews on them because they're not actually out yet. Uh, I'm sure some of the, the tech reviewers out there have gotten them, but I haven't really found many reviews on them. The important thing for these is it includes Cortana integration. That's right. For everyone out there that uses Cortana, I'm a Microsoft person, and I do not do not use uh, Cortana, despite the fact that I'm a Microsoft person, but if you do, you can definitely get yourself some Cortana-enabled uh, headphones. Uh, and before I forget that Boobs and Blood is happening at the Mayflower Club in North Hollywood. It's a horror film festival, uh, and Jeffrey Reddick will be getting an award at that particular uh, festival, so check it out at the Mayflower Club there in North Hollywood. Uh, the interesting thing about this is the Cortana integration. I think people do use Cortana. I don't personally. I use Google you know, as, as my assistant, I have Google Homes in the house. I'm an Android user. Uh, outside of my computer, I'm more of an Android Google user. My tablet and everything else uh, is Google, not actually Microsoft. Uh, so I don't know. I, I could see this being useful. But it also got me thinking, because this has happened with Amazon, uh, Smart so smart headphones are becoming more popular, or at least the market assumes that they're going to be more popular because we're seeing more of these. And in fact, Amazon has partnered with Bose, who makes some of the greatest consumer headphones out there. I'll, just if you, know, if, you, if you have the money to spend on a nice pair of consumer headphones, I, will, I won't call them professional headphones, you, don't, you know, uh, not like what I'm currently wearing. Uh, but consumer headphones, Bose, are fantastic headphones. And if you're in the market for them, uh, now they have some headphones that have uh, Alexa integration. Uh, so like you can actually talk to Alexa through them. The thing that got me thinking about this on, uh, with the headphones is I, I don't quite get it because for a while now we have had headphones with, a, with a speaker 
uh, embedded in them. So you can talk on a phone and everything else, and you can literally talk to your phone. So if you have these headphones connected to your phone, you don't really need the integration with Cortana or with Alexa or any of those things. You're just talking to your phone, and you can say those magic words, which I can't say because then everything around me starts going crazy because uh, I am a Google user. But, you know, that okay, hmm, and your phone should do things for you. But nonetheless, we're getting into the smart headphone realm now where people think you need to have integration on the headphones. Personally, I, I think a sound quality should be your number one priority there. Uh, if you know if, if you're in the market for some new headphones, you know, send me a message, send me an email through the website, hit me up on one of the social platforms. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some tips uh, really that just come from my own 20 years of experience. Uh, dealing with everything from studio headphones to consumer headphones, all, all the likes. I mean, I have my nice, expensive studio headphones that don't leave the studio for the most part. Uh, and then I have a set of Bluetooth kind of cheaper headphones from Skull Candy, which are perfectly, perfectly acceptable. Uh, definitely have, have, have a wide frequency range on them. Uh, and they're going to be a little less expensive than like your Bose headphones, your Sennheisers and all that good stuff. Uh, and of course, Sennheiser, another good brand. Uh, and if you just really like bass and you want your head to shake, then go ahead and pick up a pair of those Beats headphones that everyone seems to love because they're like a status symbol. Man, I was flying on the airplane uh, last week and everyone's wearing their Beats. And I'm like, come on, guys, get a, re get a real set of headphones that has an actual frequency range that's going to give you high quality music and not just shake your brain with bass. Uh, but... <laughs> If you like Beats headphones, that's fine. Don't send me messages. Oh, I love my Beats. I don't care what you like. I just, they're not good headphones. They're not. Look at the frequency range on it. it. It's it's They're all tuned low. That's why like most studio people, outside of the people that are being paid to do commercials and say, look at my studio headphones or Beats, most studio people are not using Beats headphones because the frequency range just doesn't make sense. If you're doing audio engineering in a, in a studio, the frequency range doesn't work. doesn't work. Now that we've ranted about headphones sufficiently, let's move on to some more tech. Bird scooters. Bird scooters. We've been talking about them. Oh, man, the birds have landed here in Highland Park, and I'm seeing them around getting thrown in the middle of the sidewalk when I'm trying to walk my daughter around town. Well, Bird had an announcement recently. They've got some new scooters coming out. These are Bird Custom Scooters. Now, apparently all these scooter, these scooter companies uh, have outsourced and, and brought in scooters from other companies and just branded them, them you know, for their own particular company like Lime and whatever other scooter companies are out there. Uh, but Bird actually partnered with another company and built their own custom scooters, which look very much like the original Bird scooters that you've possibly seen around town depending where you live. However, these new Bird scooters that are going to be popping up have a six have sixty percent more battery life. Sixty percent more battery, which that seems like a lot, considering whatever their battery life was to begin with. Uh, as well, they have a digital display on them. If you've seen these scooters, there's there's no like display on it. And that digital display is going to show you stuff uh, like your your uh, your actual speed, and and it may. I I imagine that digital display would also tell you how much you're being charged, how much you're spending as as you're riding around town on a bird scooter because it's all done. Uh, by the by, the minute I believe I can't remember. I just I'm I know as soon as I, if if I get one, on one of those scooters, I'm gonna crash it and I'm gonna get hurt and it's gonna cost me a lot more because I'll have a hospital bill. Uh, and of course, the scooter wars. We got the we got the smart headphone wars. We got the scooter wars heating up right now. We're gonna see who ends up winning on this one. Probably nobody. <laughs> Probably nobody's gonna win here, uh, except for the the companies that are making money hand over fist for silly little scooters that are just dropped out in a major city. 
Uh, and and I'm just I'm waiting for like the serious injuries to come and then the lawsuits and everything else. And I'm sure these companies have protected themselves from lawsuits. But look forward to more of that ridiculousness. Oh, speaking of transportation, that's right. Uber had an announcement recently, and I just love this. I love this announcement. Uh, now, on voting day, specifically November 6th, coming up here uh, a month and two days from now, November 6th, on voting day, you'll be able to go onto your Uber app, and it will show you your closest polling place where you can go and vote in the election. In addition to that, you can then book a free Uber ride, a free Uber ride, to your closest polling place so that you can go and vote. So if you don't have a car, you don't have a way to get to your polling place, Uber's making that easier. They're going to give you a free ride to your polling place. Make sure you get out there and vote. It's ridiculous, this country that we live in right now, and we need especially the youth, especially the youth, to get out there and vote. Uh, because I want the youth, you're not even the future, you're the present. I don't even consider myself the youth anymore, as sad as that is. I would like to think that I'm young. I'm young at heart, I guess. Uh, but really, the youth... These millennials, you are the present, not just the future, but we need you now to make sure that the future is going to be what you want it to be and really what it should be. Uh, an, in an interesting stat, in 2016, 35% of youth, 35% of youth that didn't vote uh, cited transportation as an issue for not being able to get out and vote, and Uber is taking a stand there and helping people. Uh, and, and really, you know where I stand on this. Go tell it to the wall is very progressive. We're supporting Cousin Beto down there in Texas. Uh, but even if even if you're not, even if you're very conservative, still get out there and vote. I hate to say it, but just get out there and vote. It's, 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 it's your right as a citizen, and you can't complain at all unless you get out there and vote. I will be out there voting on November 6th uh, and hopefully watching and, and hopefully seeing some much-needed change in this country. Uh, from what we've been dealing with the past uh, almost two years now. Mm, mm, I know. It's crazy. Uh, and one more piece of tech news. Apparently, there is now a spray-painting drone. You know those drones that fly up and everywhere. Disney and a company called ETH Zurich, ETH Zurich created this spray-painting drone that can fly up and spray-paint walls. Uh, the technology utilizes 3D mapping. 3D mapping to show the drone where to paint a particular pattern or mural up high on a wall. Now, still being developed. It's still being perfected. Not quite there yet, but it is interesting. Uh, and, of course, this is something that Disney's getting behind. They're probably going to use it to repaint the Matterhorn. <laughs> get Got to get that snow just right up there on the Matterhorn, you know, at Disneyland there. Uh, and this just got me thinking. How many graffiti artists out there are just gonna, just drooling right now? They're like, oh, we don't have to climb those billboards anymore? Oh, man. Oh, man. Because, you know, it's dangerous. I see stuff like stuff on the freeway overpasses here and even on the sides of freeways. I'm like, dude, you were just you were out there with cars going, you know, 80 miles an hour. <laughs> OK. All right. Do you? Uh, so I know there's just graffiti artists that are that are drooling, just drooling over this one. Ah, oh, we got some parenting here. We got some parenting, parenting news. The parenting segment is, of course, here. Uh, I found this one actually came through Scary Mommy. Scary Mommy, which is a parenting site. It's a parenting site that you can check out if you are a parent. I, I highly recommend it. I don't follow the site particularly regularly, uh, but I always see you know stuff get shared and everything else. And they have good parenting tips. Uh, something that's becoming popular right now uh, and probably has been popular for a while, but they're they're making actual signs that you can purchase for this purpose, and, and that would be 
baby signs that are warning you not to touch young babies as they're you know usually sitting in their carrier or whatever it might be. Uh, one in particular that, that I'm looking at here, it just says stop in big letters and it says your germs are too much for me to bear. Please don't touch. Mommy thanks you very much. See, they even made it like rhyme, you know. I actually have one of these signs in my house right now and it says since little fingers touch our floor, please remove your shoes at the door. You know, you make it cute, but you're like, get your filthy, dirt-ridden shoes out of here because my kid's crawling around everywhere and I don't need it. Now, this one hit me really personally because I often have problems with this. And I know many, many parents out there have problems with this. It go And it starts when you're pregnant or when your significant other is pregnant, whatever it might be. And people just assume that they can touch, touch your belly. Well, let me touch that belly. You got a baby in there. Like, no, 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 no. You don't just walk up. Like, can you imagine if I just if we're in a public place and I just walked up to women, men, whoever, and said, oh, let me touch that belly. Let me. No, 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 no. And the same thing happens with kids once they're born. People just assume they're like, oh, that kid's so cute. Can I touch you? And they start touching your kid. And they get, they get their face right up in the face of your kid. And the bottom line is with young children, they don't have an immune system that is built to handle most of the, the diseases out there. Yes, they get colds and everything else. I've talked about my, my daughter's gotten me sick three times since she's been born. Three times I've caught the same cold that my daughter's had. Uh, however, you don't want to spread those germs. So I think these signs are just absolutely brilliant. You can find all different kinds of signs like that one I just mentioned. Uh, really simpler ones, funny ones, whatever it might be. And they hang right there like on your baby carrier, whatever it might be. And uh, like I said, just so important because their immune systems are so weak. And, and really, when you think about it, young ch children under six months can't even get a flu shot. And if a, ch if a child under the age of two gets the flu, it is like, it is serious. I mean, I know the flu is serious for everyone, but a child under two getting the flu, there, there is a higher, much, much, much higher risk of death. Death. My daughter got her. I'm, I'm the only one in my house that hasn't got the flu shot yet just because I haven't had time. My daughter got hers uh, a week or two ago. My wife got hers a week or two ago. I'm going to get mine this weekend. Hot tip. If, if. If, if you need your flu shot, uh, you can actually go get it at Target, and your insurance covers it. And then it's awesome because if you get it at Target, you get your flu shot there, which, again, covered by insurance most likely, depending on your insurance. Uh, they actually give you a $5 gift card. Now, of course, you can take the $5 and go spend $500 at Target, but still, $5 off your ridiculous Target bill uh, that we all know we have. And I'm just, I'm all about these signs. Stop touching kids. You don't need to go and kiss all the kids and stuff. Uh, and there's actually an article like a year ago that came out where, where someone had a newborn. Uh, the newborn got sick and passed away and they found out it was because everyone was touching the kid and kissing the kid, you know, and the kid ended up getting sick. And that's just what it comes down to. You, you don't need to have your face in my kid's face. You just don't. You don't need to have your hands all over my, my kid's face. You don't need to have your hands all over my kid. That's just, that's not how it works. And if you are going to, you better believe you're scrubbing up like you're about to go into surgery. You're putting on some hand sanitizer and still not putting your face in the, in the kid's face because there's just really nothing, nothing that comes of that. Uh, and additionally, in the parenting section, we have some good news. Maybe, I don't know, probably some good news. We don't have a lot of details just yet. Toys R Us. Toys R Us brand is coming back. That's right. The Toys R Us brand is coming back. We've talked about it on the podcast previously and... Really, my sadness over the fact that Toys R Us and Babies R Us was closing. Well, the auction there was supposed to be an auction of the brand rights, and the people that own Toys R Us actually called off that auction. They called off that auction. We haven't gotten a ton of information on this yet, but we do know that the Toys R Us brand is coming back in some form or another. 
some form or another, we are getting the Toys R Us brand back. I am hoping that it is brick and mortar uh, and not just online, but of course this could just be an online situation. And the reason I want the brick and mortar is because that's the greatness of Toys R Us and Babies R Us is bringing your kids there, going there and actually seeing things and doing you know whatever it might be. Uh, and if you haven't heard it, haven't seen it, head on over to the YouTube channel, search Go Tell to the Wall, and you'll get my personal story about being like new dad as in like two days new dad and my experience at Toys R Us and Babies R Us and why Toys R Us is is very important to me, not only from my memories as a child, not only from that experience of being a, a, a dad for two days, uh, but also um, being able to take my daughter there. Uh, speaking of parenting, and I should mention this right now, uh, my good friend and supporter of the show, and I'm not going to give his name because I don't know how much it has been shared, but we have a supporter of the show who is officially a new father. New father as of, geez, this morning, I think. Not exactly positive. New father, congratulations to you. I, uh, he is one of our Indiegogo supporters. I'm not going to give his name because I don't know that he has shared it on social platforms, uh, but I'll most likely give that name out next week when I, when I know all the sharing has happened. And that's, that's the thing. You always got to be careful on that. That's what happened to my brother-in-law. Uh, with, with his engagement before somebody, an, another relative had actually shared something before he even had a chance uh, to, to share the news of his engagement on social platforms. And in fact, not only before he and his now fiance uh, had a chance to share it on social platforms, but his now fiance hadn't even gotten a hold of her mother just yet. So always remember to respect those things when people get engaged, when people have kids and all that good stuff. You don't know who knows uh, and, and you don't want to be the one breaking news that shouldn't be broken by you to like a close relative of theirs that they would love to hear from, you know, personally. Um, new horns, newborns. Yeah, I Mike, I don't like to take my kid to the mall no matter what, even at this age. Uh, we got a little sports. Oh, we got a little sports. Chris. Chris, producer, stats and information person. Chris Hassong. You missed it at the top of the show when I was talking about Bristol and I was buying some product. I'm going to tell you right now, you better still be watching. I got a little surprise for you, Chris. I got something specific. I picked it up in New England specifically for you. You got to wait till I see you. I was, gonna, I was actually going to show it on the live feed, but, uh, but I got something. I found it, and I looked at it, and I said, oh, man, I got to get this for Chris. I showed it to my wife, and she said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because she is also a good friend. Uh, Chris, who's also a good personal friend of mine. Uh, Chris, I'm not going to show it on the live feed, but I got something awesome for you. Got you a little something from New England. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. And it's just, it's like ridiculously up your alley. Uh, so I'll be getting that. I'll be getting that in, into your hot little hands as, as soon as I see you in person the next time. Uh, but there's a little teaser for you. A little teaser for you. And if you're not sure what it is exactly, October baseball is here. October baseball is here. Uh, we're in the playoffs right now. The Dodgers are either playing right now. Yeah, no, they might be done playing by now. Uh, this is one of my favorite times of year for sports. I love October baseball. I love the Red Sox. The Red Sox will be playing the hated Yankees tomorrow, opening up the ALDS, the American League Division Series. Uh, and as Chris is so saying on the live feed right now, and as it's literally written in my notes, Chris, go Sox. Uh, and I have some interesting information, so if you're a Dodgers fan, but really just some interesting information. Apparently every year <clears throat> at Dodger Stadium, 
the company that oversees all the food at Dodger Stadium uh, likes to come out with some funky foods. And they've come out with with like a dozen new foods that are going to be available at Dodger Stadium for the playoffs. Uh, a lot of it's a lot of it, including ribs, including ribs. They're playing the Atlanta Braves right now, and and so they're doing like southern ribs and all this other stuff. One thing I did find interesting, I kind of want to try it. I kind of don't want to try it. Uh, and this would be the uh, what are they even calling it? Oh, the hot the mac and cheese hot link burrito, mac and cheese hot. Link burrito. Oh, Dodgers game six. Oh, wow. Dodgers did win six. No, yeah, that, that ain't going on. Speaking of Dodgers, uh, the the mac and cheese hot link burrito. If you're interested, if you would like to clog some arteries, this is something you can get at Dodger Stadium that has mac and cheese, an entire hot link. If you know what a, don't know what a hot link is, that's a hot sausage, uh, and also pulled pork. All of that rolled up into a burrito. My mouth is watering thinking about it. I kind of want one. Got to find a way to get my hands on one because I'm not paying the astronomical price to go see the Dodgers playoffs unless somehow they go to the World Series and the Red Sox do. And then we, we will have some live feed of Chris and myself literally at Dodger Stadium uh, watching the Dodgers play the Red Sox. But unless that happens, I won't get a chance to try this. If you're heading out to Dodger Stadium, definitely try the Mac and Cheese Hot Link Burrito. Uh, and I don't want to say more importantly, or even just as importantly, because that's playoffs versus another thing that's happening right now, and it's officially hockey season. It is officially hockey season. I am a huge hockey fan. This, I'm going to be supporting the Bruins. Go Bruins, despite the fact that they just they got they got their asses kicked last night. But we're still Bruins fans, right, Chris? Still Bruins fans. We're gonna. Run, I'm running out of time here. We're going a little bit over on this episode. Uh, and it's officially hockey season, and it's funny because everyone lost their minds like four weeks ago when it was football season, and I was just over here quietly yesterday going, oh, it's hockey season. I love me some hockey, so I'll be supporting the Bruins all year long, all season long. Oh, and here's what it is, the segment that's just in for this week. We probably won't even have time for the Common Sense segment. You can hear the notebook flapping around there. And this would be the drinking segment. We got some drinking news this week. I'm going to try to get through this as quickly as possible so we can get into some of the common sense. And eh, maybe we just won't get into the common sense. Who knows? Uh, and, and in that honor, I'll have a sip of my my uh, Three Weavers Seafair Cole style ale. Mm. Tasty. Now, talked about this a while ago. There was a little bill that was happening here in California to extend the official bar closing in some of the major cities from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. Well... Governor Jerry Brown sh- vetoed that, shot it down, and said, nope, 2 a.m. is plenty late enough. Now, this is common fucking sense. I don't understand why people are like, I got to drink at 4 a.m. Because what, Chris? Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Unless, of course, you are in bed. Then by all means, but you don't need to be out at a bar at 4 a.m. You just don't because nothing good happens after 2 a.m. So I am I'm very happy about this. And seriously, can you just imagine the amount of idiots out there on the roads with two more hours to drink? And if you need that amount of time to drink, bars in Southern in California, in Southern California specifically, a lot of them on the weekends, they open at like 11 a.m. Like, come on, that's plenty of time to drink. There's plenty of time to have some beers. And if you really need to drink after 2 a.m., drink in your house. Drink in your house. As I said, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. How I Met Your Mother. (laughs) That's a little deep cut. Deep cut. Uh, uh, More drunk, more drinking stories. And this would be a drunk cleaning person. There was a woman in Brooklyn who hired two women to clean her home through a cleaning service. 
for $240. Her roommate came home to find one of, one of those two women that were cleaning the house uh, passed out on the floor, face down on the floor. <laughs> now, let me give you that exact quote here. Oh, I, I just, I got to look at this. Uh, so here it is. This is the exact quote on this. Uh, and I quote, my roommate came home to one of them blacked out face down in our kitchen and the other long gone. My spice rack was smashed. My marble coffee table upended, which smashed a stone bowl. Keys were gone. Booze was gone. And a chocolate ice cream left on the soda. Now, apparently they drank a bottle of gin and a half a bottle of vodka. And one of them proceeded to pass out. And the other one then proceeded probably to head out to another bar until 4 a.m. Because in Brooklyn, you can drink till 4 a.m. Uh-huh, maybe not. Uh, and the company offered to clean it up for her, but uh, she said she would rather have <laughs> her money back and the booze and ice cream replaced because apparently they ate a bunch of chocolate ice cream as well because that's what you do. That's what you do. And, of course, if Los Angeles bars closing at 2 a.m. didn't get you and drunken house cleaners passing out on the floor didn't get you, well, these birds in Minnesota will get you. Apparently, we're having some problem. They're having some problems in Minnesota right now. Police are getting calls about drunk birds that are flying into things, including cars, and looking confused. And apparently, what has happened is there was an early frost in Minnesota, and it has caused a bunch of the berries on the trees there to ferment. And these birds that have not yet flown south for the winter are eating these berries and literally becoming drunk and flying into things. There's been a huge concern about it, but police have informed everyone to not worry about it. The birds will eventually sober up. <laughs> it's the same thing when the police come like, and take you in and they put you in a drunk tank. Ah, just the bird's going to sober up. So if you're in Minnesota, watch out for those birds going to be flying into your windows and into your cars and stuff. And in the vein of common sense, but also in the same vein of drinking, we got some news out of London. Some news out of London. Uh where a bottle of whiskey just recently sold for $1.1 million. $1.1 million. You're not hearing that incorrectly. That's a million fucking dollars for a fucking bottle of fucking whiskey. Excuse the F-bombs, but seriously, this is the perfect example of the, of the wealth gap in this world, in our world. Who needs a $1 million bottle of whiskey? Nobody. Nobody. Now, apparently, it's a 60-year-old bottle of Malcolm... A McAllen Valerio Adam 1926, whatever the heck that is. It's known as the Holy Grail of Whiskies, and nobody needs this shit. Nobody needs this shit. I don't care. I don't care. If, I don't care. If I win the lottery and I become a multimillionaire with money to burn, if I spend a million dollars on a bottle of whiskey, take me out to pasture and shoot me because nobody needs that. I don't care how good the whiskey is. And don't give me this stuff about it's, it's an investment. No, it's not. It's a bottle of booze that you just spent a million dollars on. Oh, it was actually purchased by a, a wealthy uh, Asian businessman. I'm not sure where exactly in Asia. I don't have it right in front of me. But a, a, an Asian businessman who paid $1.1 million for a bottle of whiskey. Give me a break. Give me a break. Uh, this one I do want to mention. <clears throat> we had a robbery at a collective there in Colorado collective. If you don't know what a collective is, that is the term used for these places uh, around California, around Colorado, around Oregon, where you can go in and purchase marijuana. 
medical, or recreational marijuana. There was a collective in Colorado Springs. Some teens decided one night they were going to rob this collective, so they stole a minivan, drove the minivan through the front window of this collective, grabbed everything they could, grabbed all the herb they could, ran, jumped into a getaway car, and got off with everything they could carry. Well, we go to find out from the owner of that particular collective that everything they stole was actually oregano. So unless they were going to order a bunch of pizza, it's pretty much useless for them. And the reason being, all of the displays at the front of the store were actually made with oregano. So like the joints and everything else they had in the front of the store was actually oregano. They keep the actual product locked up in the back. In the back, locked up. These teens actually got away with nothing. Probably $5 worth of spice that, spices that you can buy at your local grocery store. Common sense says we don't drive minivans through the front doors of collectives anyway, but haha on you because you didn't even get any marijuana, friends. Man, kids these days. Kids. Kids these days. A little more common sense news. Selfies. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Selfies kill. We had a little study from the All India Institute of Medical Sciences. I will say that again. All India Institute of Medical Sciences. They found that over 250 people have died taking selfies in the last six years. Two, over 250 people who have died taking selfies. Is that selfie worth it? No, because selfies kill. The number one cause of death from selfies is drowning. That's right, drowning. Uh, we talked about that, whatever episode it was, maybe like a year ago, this woman who wanted to take selfies uh, of herself swimming with dolphins and literally almost drowned while she was swimming with dolphins and trying to take selfies. Yes, selfies kill. Uh, the number two cause of death is transportation accidents. Uh, so this would be people, probably people getting out of cars to do that stupid kiki challenge, stuff like that, as well as standing on train tracks and not paying attention to the likes of a giant train bearing down on you. Uh, and of course, there are some other causes of death, but those are the top two. Uh, one more thing I will leave you with. Maybe if you're going to get on a cruise ship, especially with Royal Caribbean, be careful and be aware of what weekend you are scheduling for your family trip on a cruise ship. Apparently there was a cruise, a three-day cruise on Royal Caribbean, and there was a bunch of businessmen uh, from an India-based firm whatever that whatever exact business they did uh, 1300 men in the group that were there for a work conference which is fine you would think on a cruise whatever but they also hired a bunch of burlesque dancers burlesque performers and all that good stuff who were running around the cruise ship scantily clad and we're not just talking about bikinis out by the pool but scantily clad and highly inappropriate for a family setting and a bunch of families with children on that cruise ship uh, were not happy about it and actually did Good on Royal Caribbean did end up getting refunded, uh, but a quote from one particular passenger who had her kids on the cruise ship said that they would go out of their room and everyone that was partying on the ship had the, the door to their room wide open and you didn't know as you were walking by rooms, you didn't know what your children were going to see going on in all of those rooms and apparently it was a little ridiculous. My one cruise ship experience, I will tell you made me never want to get on a cruise ship again. It just didn't. It was basically a fraternity party on the ocean. And unfortunately for these families, you're, you're stuck out there for three days. Like, what are you going to do? You jump in a life raft? No, you're, you're stuck on a cruise ship. And uh, some families end up really just completely stuck in their rooms because there was this craziness going on and they didn't want their children to see it. Understandably so. Of course, this is, this is 
a guy talking who plans on bringing his young child to Burning Man one day and going to see probably a lot more nudity than you see from burlesque dancers. But I digress. Be careful where you're cruising. Careful who's going to be on that cruise ship because you never know. You never know. You just never know. Uh, We're out of time. We're actually over time. Don't forget, next week, next week, super awesome episode, the two-year anniversary special for Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. We're doing it up next week. We're going to have either some champagne or some really expensive beer, not $1 million worth of beer, but some really expensive beer. We're going to have some fun. We're going to look back on all the craziness that we've had the past two years uh, and and revisit some of those stories as well as the usual ranting and raving. And we're going to have some quotes from some of our producers, some of our big-time Indiegogo and Patreon contributors, our patrons to be specific. Uh, So look forward to that. Next week, same wall place, same wall time. That's going to do it for us, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. This has been episode 73 of Go Tell to Wall podcast. Make sure you're following us on all those social platforms. Hit up SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Going to take you to all those things. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke here every week talking to a wall. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.